I'm Anne, and I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. No kids allowed in my house. Mm-mm. The little, little, little like Ghostbusters thing with kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, Mama needs a movie. Today, we're going to be talking to fellow mama uh, about Grease 2. And Ryan, you're, you're great at the intros. Can you intro? Yes. Our, we are so lucky to have our guest. Uh, she's a, so funny, delightful uh, writer, performer. You have seen her on the stage at UCB in Los Angeles, and uh, she is a mother herself. She's a mother in her own right. Uh, and uh, she's here today to talk about a spectacular film. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, she got us to, to watch something I think that is really uh, special. Uh, but uh, enough, enough rigmarole here. Uh, our guest today is Deborah Tarika. Welcome. Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this is, uh, I feel like uh, you've already seen us like take like a three stabs at doing the intro correctly. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fact seen... that you guys are doing this is amazing. So if it takes 10 stabs at the intro, just to get it right. You know what? I think that part of what's making, making it difficult is you're the first actual mama we've had on. So it's a little wow. intimidating. It's a little, wow. I, I'm known for being, I am an intimidating human being. I'm an intimidating mom. So mm-hmm. it's, uh. That is that is your nailed rep. it. That's, <laughs> that's my your, rep. Yep, that's your rep at the preschool. You're very intimidating. All the teachers are afraid of you. Um, so, <laughs> so one of the reason why we were talking about this movie is that this actually came up in a, I guess, a text chain uh, with some other parents. Grease too. Yeah. yeah. From 1982, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as uh, just the coolest girl in the world. I mean, like, is there a cooler girl? There is not. There's not. I'm curious about your history of musicals because everybody kind of experiences mm-hmm. them differently. Some people growing up know like every word to every Broadway show. Some people don't like how, mm-hmm. how is that history? Are in shows? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. So my history with musicals is like, I grew up watching musicals, but not the way some kids grow up watching musicals when I found one that I loved like in like eighth grade I discovered Rocky Horror Picture Show and became like very obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and then whatever exposure I had I did like them but it it was not that I like only sought out musicals or only listened to musical soundtracks or anything like that it was kind of my approach with all of them is kind of whatever would fall into my lap I would enjoy for the Mm -hmm. most part and then um I never like sought out a ton of others. Like there's still probably, you could name like the top 10 best musicals or whatever. And I've probably seen like half of them mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. I'm a very middle, ever, middle ground person. Were you ever one of the, the, the people dressed up, lined up outside of Rocky Horror shows? I went once. I went once uh-huh. with my friends uh, in high school and it was really fun. It was uh-huh. really, really fun. But I'm also like, it's a weird thing. Like with, for, for being a performer, my desire to participate in things like that is very low. And I Mm -hmm. get very embarrassed being in situations where like, like if the whole crowd is singing and screaming, I'll do it. But like, I'm not going to throw out toast. Like I didn't come so fully prepared and I will Mm -hmm. definitely not be the one that like, it was my first time going. I did not go on stage as the virgin, 
which you're like for right. all first timers are supposed to go <laughs> yeah. up something. I mean, this is so long ago, but so like, I'm, I'm not a big participator in things mm-hmm. like that, but, um, but I did that. That was a really fun one to go. Yeah. To. Yeah. I, I just remember the line outside the new art always yeah. was like, yeah. Oh, and just, just even looking at the line was entertaining. I worked at the new art for a summer and I did a couple uh, shows or did a couple of Rocky horror shows and they were immediately surprising because I'd never been to one. How just it's run by high schoolers. Like at a certain point, (laughs) you're just looking around and you're like, there's 400 high schoolers in this theater and they're all running around. It has that energy of like, you guys, we got it. The show's about to start, you know, like the makeup has to be, de- oh my God, where's, where's Raymond? Oh, it's all, it's all falling apart. You Johnny. Know, there's, there's always uh, a Johnny. I mean, there's yeah. a Johnny in this, but there's always very, a Johnny. <laughs> very dramatic. It's very important. And then the, and then the people come in with the V's on their heads and uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I liked it. I did feel like, oh, I would have, I, I might've in a different life fallen into this world, you know, of, uh, yeah. Seems very it's welcoming. an experience. It's a very, it's very welcoming. I, I think, and like, yeah, it's such an experience that even if you don't like the movie, just to be a part of something like that mm-hmm. is, that is so well, like one of the original cult, maybe the first cult. Uh, couldn't be the first cult classic. That's crazy. Could be. But, Could we'll be. Throw, I mean, I don't know. Facts yeah. Don't... <laughs> yeah. You're an authority. I feel, okay. like, <laughs> I feel like something by like, like you got like Sunrise. That's gonna be a first cult classic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A, people yeah. do go to <laughs> that all now. the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that occurred to me is that like Rocky Horror, as I was thinking about it in reference to Greece too, which I'm like, I think actually is now a cult classic because it is the people that like it are very much in the minority. But like Rocky Horror has not been a cult classic for 30 years. Like that movie's been beloved for the yeah. longest time. It's like when people say, well, Big Lebowski's a cult classic. It's like, I don't know. That movie's been beloved now for 25 years i don't know of, yeah maybe when it came out it was not as popular but yeah i feel like there needs to be a separate category for like fan like cult classic versus like f- just pure fandom like yeah. fight club was never a cult was was probably a hit from the start but like it's yeah. got its own yeah bros you know. it's got yeah. its own bro, bro yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, I love I love any movie where people when they go to see it can quote the movie like you hear them saying the lines from the movie. And this Grease 2 does feel like that kind of thing. Do you when you're at home watching movies, I'm sure you're watching a lot of Encanto. Um, (laughs) We have a hard no on that because the house is too scary, but the music is okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't know where the definition, the line there is very unclear, but is there something where you're just like it's sort of like you're doing you're you're doing you're like performing the songs all day long I bet you're sort of stewing in it it's almost like the same level of of like I mean it is in Conto yeah like there right now it is like whatever Disney movie right now it's in Conto but May my daughter is like she's weird because she doesn't she gets upset she doesn't get obsessive. She's a little bit like me and Alex where like, she, she could take it or leave it. Like there's a lot of days where we're like, do you want to watch Encanto? And mm-hmm. she's like, 
no, I'm okay. I'd rather watch Looney Tunes. <laughs> she, she's like very okay going, or like, should we put on that music? And she's like, no, I feel like listening to this today. We're like, okay. It's a gift. Like it's a, yeah. it's very yeah. much not normal kid behavior. And so <laughs> when she does get really into something like her first, like I would say r- favorite movie is nightmare before Christmas. Ooh, that's oh, um, yeah. That's yeah. Kind that's of got intense. a good, yeah, that's, that's it, a lot of death. <laughs> it is. It is without showing any death. Yeah. Like yeah, it's all yeah, like, yeah. she's very fascinated by like, Jack can take his head off, but you know, like, but, but he's a skeleton and like, it's a weird processing thing, but yeah. that, that one, like those are, that music is playing in my head all day and Conto is playing in my head all day. Yeah. I wish it was other stuff, but I, but actually those two are like really good. So I, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. You can do a lot worse than, than, than uh, the Danny Elfman music. I feel like yeah. for something you have to listen to a thousand times. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 I think there's some like cartoon, like really bad cartoon themes that I've heard twice. And then uh, just and, like, we're never watching this again because I'm not going to get that out of my head. Yeah. These are like oh. good. They're good songs. Good yeah. songs. I feel like mm. by the time this generation of, of children is grown, they will have spent so much time in the in the grip the vice grip mm-hmm. of, of Lin-Manuel Miranda because it's it's uh what is it Moana yeah. that film in Canto and then all that Sesame Street music right? yeah well Ovejita is like that's that's all from his era like I don't know 12 years love, ago or something love Ovejita <sighs> big fans over here <laughs> adorable <laughs> I'm like oh, and he he did like in the heights like we spent oh and Vivo we've, oh, we've spent right. a lot of time over yeah. the summer listening to in the heights may loved it and yeah watch it watch it a couple times like skipping some parts but she was still young enough where it was like she didn't quite understand everything but some of it like the i don't know if you guys are familiar with it but like ninety six thousand, mm-hmm. the the song in the pool is like really really cool to watch and mm-hmm. and may loved it and it was uh so we listened to that music a lot which is also i'm on board for it like that's we kind of pick and choose. We've been very lucky in our, her exposure has been, especially because it all started in pandemic. It's mm-hmm. only what Alex and I want her to watch. Yeah. You don't have like whatever did the neighbor kids into and you have to suffer through it. No, nope. yeah. we have never watched an episode of Peppa Pig, of Daniel Tiger, of Octonauts, of oh my God. Paw Patrol. We've Paw Patrol? You've seen. avoided Paw Patrol? We've That's avoided so much. And- the, the ones that she has seen, she, she watched like bubble guppies at my parents' house. And it, you don't need to know any of these shows just to hear the title. You're like, yep, bubble guppies. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> and we, it's that she's happened to see it at my parents and at Alex's uh, mom's house. And like, that's those only exist at your grandparents' house. Like she's still in, yeah. she's still young enough where she believes it. So we're like, great. I don't, I'm, we're not putting on bubble guppies. In doesn't this house. stream, doesn't stream. Over, I don't know why. Well, these streams over there. One of our uh, our, our first guests that uh, we had a few weeks ago, Danny Jelinek, was uh, talking about a show called Dino Train, yes. uh, which seems to be in this <laughs> genre of just harsh kind of things that. And you re- and at the time, I, when, he, when he mentioned it, I was like, I don't know what knows this show. And then I've now since talked to people that are like, Yep, I've seen Dino Train along yeah, with yeah. this, along with that's that, another along. one of them. It's this really shitty animation. It's it's like yes, the things that make yes. it like so unbearable is like kid shows or kid shows, but these like 
really thrown together computer animated garbage shows that kids love where they turn out a million episodes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really, they're, they're really bad. And I'm sure kids learn from them and it's great, but like then, then a show, I don't know if you guys have (laughs) at length talked about Bluey on this podcast. (laughs) Well, I mean, Ryan does, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ryan, have you ever, do you know Bluey? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm obsessed with Bluey. It's my, it's my succession. Yes, yeah. It's my... Like every night, gin and tonic and Bluey. Oh, I mean, it is, it's so it's good. Sweet. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And like, we have the soundtrack to that. They put out an album and it's legitimately good music. Yeah. And it's still kids music, but it's not, we don't do a lot of, aside from Disney stuff, we don't do a lot of kid music. Yeah. Um, because she doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's We're music, right? Yeah. No, I mean, it's music. It's like you're going to grow up and listen to this or you can listen to it now. I mean, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. I'm always playing stuff that's like I barely know. And then she gets really will get like really fixated on a particular song and then give it her own name for the song. Like it's never the actual name of that's the song. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, hey, music is one of those I things where you never... Like you never stop being like, what? I've never heard of this. So, I mean, same with movies, I guess. Like I even thought watching this Grease 2, I was like, hmm, I mean, I guess she could watch this. Like there's nothing. I think she could because they they don't know. There's so much innuendo and no, no, very little outwardly saying what's going on. And yeah, I, I think with innuendo when they're, three and a half right they're not I, I gonna... think you can get away with it without them like going to sleep and going like ah sex you know like that's how babies are made by dancing <laughs> with leather uh I've got questions I mean kind of that is how some babies are made with leather <laughs> dancing with leather yeah dude, a lot of dancing a lot of like not have like leather vests oh my god so much leather in this movie i uh, um i I had not seen um i did a lot of research for this show because i had i'm excited for some reason grease one i had somehow gone my whole life without seeing grease one wow i didn't realize that so i watched about four hours worth of grease material did you watch the first? You didn't even need to watch the first one, but I guess it's good that you did for comparison's sake. I thought I was gonna be behind or something. You're like, you can't watch the Twin Towers without seeing the other. Movie. Yeah, or the or the two towers. Yeah, or the, the two towers. That matter. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> try having a conversation with Anne without her bringing up 9/11. Good luck. Oh my god, I actually did bring it up in the last episode about Toy Story three, so you're not far off. <laughs> But um, yeah, you you are the one who is most steeped in Greece at this particular day. I'm covered of in any Greece. of us. Um, yeah. The uh, but I, it did occur to because I was analyzing Greece and of course just reading about Greece, Greece, the original Greece, and how like massively successful, like unprecedented to this day, like adjusted for inflation, still one of the biggest movies of all time. And I was kind of looking at the movie, going like, I mean, this is good. I, I I'm, I'm having a good time with Greece, and obviously like Travolta's like is off the charts charismatic but you can watch it if you're four and enjoy it you can watch it if you're a teenager then of course you're going to enjoy it and then it's it does have maybe an appeal for adult you know adults in an older crowd but it is that thing of like yes every i do feel that it it must have been like ages eight to 80 can enjoy this Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like a board game. Yeah. It's like a board game range of yeah. like Monopoly. Yes. <laughs> Which is true <laughs> like for a lot of musicals. I think that musicals yeah. have that appeal for because it's catchy tunes and bright colors usually and all, you know, like all the things. And there are naughty yeah, jokes, basic. but nothing yeah. that's like, there's nothing in it that where like grandma would be upset if she heard, you know, some joke, some innuendo about sex that's like minorly. Yeah. Well, I think they're also in both of these movies. They're so well represented. The being the older people being offended is so well represented. You don't even have to be offended. It's like, oh yeah, the 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 older teacher is so offended. <laughs> She's horrified. Yeah, takes care of a whole population. <laughs> yeah, they're like that's me. I get it. They're right. What if you went into this movie and you were just a fan of the offended older teacher? <laughs> Something for everyone. That's my favorite character. My favorite character in all movies is the guy who's like, get off my lawn, stop doing that, teenagers, all of those, those characters. That's all I want to watch. Ryan, did you have a preference in so you watch both? And I'm sure we can get more into this, but I'm very curious. So as an you're an adult watching these movies for the first time, what well, I'm an adult man. I've seen some life at this point. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, um, some would say I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not a particularly sunny adult man, you know. Um, and you're about the same age as most of the cast of these movies. Too. Exactly true. This is, these are my contemporaries on stage. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Doing the singing and dancing. Um, uh-huh. The headline, the little teaser, te- I guess you can tease a headline, is that for as much as Greece one is beloved and Greece two is uh, supposed is, is sort of reviled or supposedly like uh, not great or this or that, I found actually very little drop off in quality between the two. They're they're they're, they're very <gasps> what they're controversy. Very, yeah, it's I I'm like yep these are these are about as fun to watch. That mm-hmm. was that, that but you know there's a mil- mm-hmm. myriad reasons for that. All right. Well, we're going to have to dig in, really dig in and understand (laughs) all of those reasons. Um, So, yeah, basically, Grease 2 is this. It's the same high school. It's the sequel to Grease. Um, It follows a kind of a similar plot line, but it's um, the 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 girl is cool and the boy is coming from uh, England. So he's this very exotic English kid. Is he English or is he Australian? Like a. He's uh, English, but oh, there is, okay. he's Sandy's cousin. That's right. how they tie it together. Right. From right. he's from England, she's from Australia. It's a very small world. <laughs> I like yes. that they made it like, and they're not. all very attractive wherever that other place <laughs> they're coming from. <laughs> I like that it's not too close of a relation. It's just a cousin, and you yeah. know, Sandy's. Yeah, it's nothing weird. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It wouldn't be weird to talk about how you have a crush, and <laughs> it wouldn't be weird. Be fine. Uh, and so the you know there's the conflict of like this new kid who isn't part of the crowd, and Michelle Pfeiffer is is in the Pink Ladies, and she's very cool, and she's not supposed to be dating him, but she loves him, and he's secretly romancing her as this this biker guy, and she has no idea he's the same guy. It's a very uh, you know Batman uh, Superman kind of a scenario, and yes, then disguises like a pair of goggles basically. Right. She can't tell it's him because he's wearing a different outfit. You know, it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, okay, but I totally am fine with this, actually. Um, well, he, he loses his accent when he talks. That's right. He, like, talks like a Marlboro man. 
and like he's Batman. He is he, so Batman. Yeah. He is doing Christian Bale. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a, yeah. I mean, Christian Bale is his accent too. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. Did you have any? I mean, there's a nuance, of course, but that's to me that was the basic plot of the movie. It's very simple, straightforward. This is also yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's a little like a little bit of a flip on the first movie, if you know right. that one. And it's and just to mention, it's directed by Patricia Birch, who was the choreographer of Greece of the first film, First Greece, and then is the choreographer of this film. So it has, I would say, sort of a maybe a stronger sense of uh, choreography. Uh, the uh, the framing is more maybe more amenable to capturing dancing than uh, you would see in a lot of musicals. Um, yeah. And, and this was, I think her only movie, this was the only, only, movie. only movie she made. And Deb, I wanted to point out uh, hashtag very cool people that we've only reviewed movies made by women so far, just accidentally. Very cool. I love <laughs> yeah. that. That still continues because I know you'd mentioned that to me, but I know you've recorded yep. a couple since then. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just what do you see one directed by a man though? It's going to be gonna so be good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like all those other movies were so. It's like bad or something. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, how long has this movie been with you? How long has have you been? Has it been in your life? A long time. This is probably I. I probably saw this for the first time when I was like seven or eight. I, I, mm. I would have to guess maybe. Oh, what year did it come out? Oh, eighty two. Um, yeah, pro- I would say probably maybe as young as six, but it's like, it's one of my very first favorite movies and has continued. And that's probably why it has mm-hmm. remained. Cause it was just, you, you hold fast to that. Like my, uh, one of my other favorite movies is uh, the original parent trap, but I, mm-hmm. and because it's a perfect movie, but also I <laughs> yes. think that we, it was my mom's favorite movie. She showed uh-huh. it to us young and I've just held on to it ever since. And that's that's another one of the posters I have. I have very few movie posters up in our house, and it's one is Parent Trap and one wow. is Grace too. <laughs> Where do you stand on uh, yeah. Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap? I think it's cute. I've, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I take no issue with it. It doesn't. It feels like a nice um, a nice tribute to it, and like uh, I think I, I remember liking it. And mm. it, I think the the time it was so far apart from the original when we're when we're remaking movies that are like 10 years out now I'm like what are we doing but something like that where yeah you can you can rewrite it but still have hold on to the cuteness is uh I'm into it yeah yeah I remember seeing that when I was a kid and just being like wait they don't know about each other like that part I never got over just like they (laughs) don't know about each other it's so sad yeah (laughs) it's insane (laughs) if you you get into the background of these families it's like crushing (laughs) they're not dogs you can't just take one and split up twins in anything (laughs) when there's no real reason you're you're really bad parents wow I never thought about that's really they're in other countries yes they're just like well I take one to England and you take one to America (laughs) yeah he does that doesn't Uh, work that won't won't affect them emotionally at all ever um, especially like I can't speak for the dads but like hey mom you you push that one out or it came out of you in some capacity yeah and you're just you, like you don't want to hold on you can't later. just be like, bye <laughs> <laughs> hey it was a different time people are like children don't have feelings <laughs> yeah. I just put them in a suitcase and send them off feelings are the kids yeah especially yes. twins it's like with twins it's Both. only they it's only one kid's worth of feelings and two uh, twin bodies right. that's, exactly. that's how it works 
They're exactly. the same. It's just like they're interchangeable. No one can tell them apart, obviously, which is the premise of the movie. They're just like, I don't identify you as a person. You're just like yeah. a kid with a cute face. <laughs> but I do think that one's better than Lindsay Lohan one. Haley Mills is more. Yeah, I don't know. Like she's she's this, you know, she's one of those sad pro kids who's like great. At, yeah. Great at acting. I thought it was cool to see um, Pamela Adlon in this. Yeah. And I was like, who's that incredibly short kid? She looks sort of familiar. Like, dang, she's been in movies a long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that whole plot was a little <laughs> weird. Where There's she's... a lot of, I mean, this is, it is, I love this movie deeply and I can't separate like childhood love for it for actually like, I was a film major. I know how to look at films critically. And I, this doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to Grease 2. No. Because there's no, so no. many parts of this movie where it's like, wait, what? <laughs> What do we do here? <laughs> yeah. Do we need this? We need it to fill up to 87 minutes or whatever. So we're going to put in this weird, like junior high kid and older kid. And then everybody has to end up with, I mean, there's a lot. There's but a the lot. junior high yes. is definitely a good, I mean, I do think it's like a, it's an, it's a smart adjustment in the way of like, like obviously younger children enjoyed the first film. How about we have like a little, mm-hmm. you know, an even younger kid who's like, they're bopping around that they yeah, can a little mascot. identify with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And ultimately yeah. this film, even though this film has maybe um, dicey elements or something, I believe it will survive longer than um, Pamela Adlon's work with Louis C.K., which I think oh. is probably gone with the wind forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe. I mean, this is definitely a movie that where she's like she's featured in it. I think it's 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 just amazing to see somebody who has had such a long career where they have gone from playing a, a child to playing an adult on TV who has children who are older than she's supposed to be playing and is still acting as like, she also is, she's very much, she's really herself. There's a part where like somebody, the guy it's Maxwell Caulfield. Caulfield. Yeah. He says something to her. He's like, and she smiles. And I'm like, that's a very, she it like reminded me exactly of watching her on the, on better things or something. I was like, you make that face now. You're making the face. <laughs> same, lady, weird? same lady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exciting. I'm sure it's an exciting moment. I thought it was interesting. I was reading a little about Holden Caulfield and Michelle Pfeiffer. And he was like, he Holden was mad Maxwell? at her. Maxwell. Holden. <laughs> uh okay yes i mean i've read a book i'm sorry <laughs> who had the uh, time i am impressed I'm, so, I'm sorry i'm i'm thinking of i was thinking of literature for i was uh, thinking of I'm, literature because uh, i write and i'm very smart as voltaire was saying <laughs> he was saying something about motorcycles i mean let's just try and let me try and explain it to you plebes okay um anyway he was <laughs> Maxwell Caulfield was was like kind of miffed, I guess, at Michelle Pfeiffer for being he was like, yeah, this movie ruined my career, but somehow she got a career out of it. And I think watching the movie, it's like, yeah, but it was a very different part. You know, like he didn't really have he he wasn't a John Travolta character in this. He was just kind of like, I'm here. I'm pretty quiet. And then Michelle Pfeiffer was like. Um, this thing, like, come on, and and so compelling to watch. Even though, yeah. you know, she said, like, I don't know how to dance, I don't know how to sing, but <laughs> that's fine. So compelling to watch anyway. She's so good in it. I mean, I think they, he was promised that this was going to be his mm-hmm. his big break. That that was why he did this movie, or you know, whatever I've read. But like, 
that's and how disappointing for yeah. him because it, yeah. it like made him whatever happened he it didn't work for him but Michelle Pfeiffer like this is one of the reasons I love this movie love 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 this movie is like this is it I and we've kind of talked about this a little bit like it, it's a feminist film I truly believe this is a feminist film Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer holds the power in mm-hmm. this movie she gets to be fun and all the things, but also like she is in control completely and he's playing the role that the woman normally usually usually plays and it didn't mm-hmm. work for him. Like it's it's such a fascinating well, maybe thing at the where... time that like in 1982, maybe that wasn't enough for, to propel him into startup because it was a little bit too much of the girlfriend part. And I really appreciated that because that's something that gets me about Greece one is just like, it's pretty rapey. It's pretty like, let me try and get her to give me some. And this movie just doesn't really have that. Well, it has one scene where it does it. Go on, go ahead, go ahead, talk about it. The bomb shelter scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's very, very rapey, but also like she realizes what's happening. And then, I mean, it's not, you know, it'd be better if that scene wasn't in the movie at all. There's no real reason for it to be in the movie. No, and I was reading about uh, just about that scene. And I guess like her, her singing isn't the singing. If she's not on the soundtrack because she wasn't there that day. And I was like, this sounds a little bit disorganized, honestly. Like some of this movie maybe was a little disorganized and a little chaotic. And I think that that's kind of, to me, there's part of the appeal of it is it's like, it isn't as precise because they hadn't been performing it on Broadway for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they hadn't gotten it down. It was just like, oh, this is one movie. And it was supposed to be, I think, five, like four, four, three movies and then TV shows. And then this was like this was a bomb. And then they scrapped the other ones. But then they but then part three, what the, what was the, the seed of the script for part three became high school musical. Yeah, that's oh. what I read, too. But I was like, is this true or is this nonsense? And I couldn't actually get to the bottom of whether it was yeah. true. Because <laughs> it's like it's set in high school and it's got got hot people in it. That's probably the every the premise, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there's um, going to be a Pink Ladies TV show coming out soon. Oh, is that right? Production. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I but, think, the but Pink- I think it's more based off of Grease One than Grease Two. So I'm, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as I, I think that it's just like the the disconnect between what what the two characters in Grease think they're doing. And what the two characters in Greece too think they're doing romantically, there doesn't really seem to be a disconnect between them in, in Greece too, which I felt more comfortable with that they both like each other. There isn't one of them being like, I'm trying to get some, I love him. Like I never, like I always resented that about Greece. It's <laughs> like, ugh, please don't. Yeah. Even though the supporting stuff is fun. Yeah. It's like, and there's some good, good numbers in here. Can I say, I think the numbers are magical. <laughs> the, <laughs> and this is a thing where people will like, see, because I'm, I'm not in the Broadway world. I don't know. And so to me, the idea that like, well, Grease Lightning is an all-time classic song. And like, let's bowl, let's bowl, let's rock and roll. That's just puerile nonsense. And <laughs> <laughs> to me is like well that's, cool they're writer the same. I think they're like think, the same yeah they're the it's about the same level of song it's about you know they're not 
And also, it's unrealistic. They're in the bowling alley. I I only go to Highland Park Bowl, where that would not such a <laughs> that kind of behavior would be frowned upon. It's just yeah, the, these you, are, they wouldn't be allowed to sing and dance all over a place. Yes, these are musical. <laughs> musicals for for high school kids to enjoy, <laughs> and they're fun. That the uh, the number the the um uh, is it reproduction is the name of the yes, song. Yes, I thought that was yeah. great. Oh, and pretty informative. I think I understand how it works. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. I, too little, that's too a, late. That's how yeah, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You're figuring it out now. <laughs> I thought the, uh, I, yeah, I, I liked Cool Rider. I, you know what I think confused me is that Maxwell Caulfield's character is a writer. So, you know, he, he probably read Catcher in the Rye. Oh, definitely. So that's that's such a, he's such a nerd. He's such a nerd yeah. in it. He's such yeah. a nerd. Who wears leather like jacket? Good looking nerd. <laughs> yeah. He does a he does spend a lot of time on his hair for a nerd. You know what I, this movie thought made me think of with the way that they were dressing? And I think because it was the 80s also, was I was like, oh, this is like the guy in cruising, which is not the reference they're trying to make. When Al Pacino goes undercover in the mm. leather community. Uh, to find I a murderer this movie yeah no no I don't, I don't i don't think it has anything to do with this movie but <laughs> but isn't but that was, what the cruising that's what the leather world is sort of a play on though right it's yes like, it is like yeah, 50s 50s kind of like um what do they call them like well i think in england they were teddy boys like that yeah. kind of like oh that's but what do they call them, them here the greasers greasers right <laughs> i'm sorry i'm very literate <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, right? that. yeah like, no, i think that's why they're called it's called grease and grease too you know what this gets down to a point of it being so obvious i'm clearly stupid um i mean but- that's a, uh, it's, it's a guess it's just <laughs> it's a, just a wild just a, a wild obvious guess but i did think of like i think because i i actually am more familiar with cruising than i am with this one that i mean i'm definitely speaking to all the moms out there that have watched cruising multiple times um but that that sort of like the leather as something that wasn't like there's sort of like an ironic version of leather that came after these high school depictions of of being like a cool guy in leather that now I think of it as a fetish thing. So when they're all running around with with leather on, it's like, oh, I have to readjust my brain back to that's not what this is. Yeah. Wait, can I ask you, uh, how are the musical numbers in Cruising? The musical numbers are really, really good. Al Pacino yeah. sings, he dances, his his leather squeaks a lot. So it's, like, it's really good. It's, it's own instrument. He does have one incredible dance moment. It almost is a number. Uh, really? Yeah. He the, does dance. He does actually dance. And he does dance. Well, and yeah. there's a spec. You can probably just look up the, like a little clip of him dancing. But uh, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. It's not the greatest movie. It's just it's a it's a good Al Pacino part but um yeah i had i had to rethink this with all the leather yeah like, okay that's not what this is i also thought because i do watch euphoria just to terrify myself about the future i'm i'm uh, impressed that you watch it i'm impressed it's real it. it's it's yeah it's a little horrifying but have they- you not is that is that a show that you wouldn't watch uh i think i i think if i'm going to watch it it will be soon because I, I think May's still so young that that doesn't exist. I'm almost more worried about it. Feeling, I don't know exact, like, exactly where the show goes, but like, I have a hard time. I love Pen15, 
but mm-hmm. I have a hard time watching it because it, it, it makes me feel too many feelings yes. for, about myself. And I'm yes. worried that euphoria, the way that people talk about it might make me feel feelings about myself, but also I have fears as a mom because that, yeah. that feels more realistic. And this is also not having seen euphoria. So if it's just all like weird orgies and drugs, I'm like, I guess I'll probably not be thinking of myself in that and then just worry for my kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll already know that that's your life. You won't be worrying about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. I know what my past is. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> very comfortable. <laughs> just very comfortable with all those UCB orgies. Oh and man. I, th- I think that what Euphoria. Zoom doesn't cut it anymore. You know? No, it really doesn't. Zoom orgies, I never, they never worked for me. It was mm-hmm. just like a lot of looking at butts. It wasn't yeah. enough. <laughs> I think euphoria to me is it's like, it's like Looney Tunes level of like every person has such an intense problem. It's not, yeah. it's, it really doesn't freak me out pen 15 totally does like in this season when like there's they're getting into sex and it was like they're tr- they wait they're i haven't like, seen the last season yet just so you know but uh, it's my own fault though but you know how like they progress into more adult things yes, as the show yes. goes on but they're still such sweet people and their children really and it's yeah. like it gets more heartbreaking because it's so real but yeah don't worry euphoria just hasn't made me really feel a lot of stuff but the latest episode they have a whole sequence where they put on a play and it is like broadway level (laughs) like they have a rotating stage it's just it's truly amazing it's like how much money does this school have and i was thinking about the the school in greece too and i was like yep yep this looks like an achievable amount of stuff going on (laughs) this is like This is also like she's wearing a Christmas tree and singing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, see, this is a realistic high school. How come? <laughs> that talent show, that talent show is, is something else it's in a that lot. movie. They build yeah. up to that. The school calendar is only based on the talent show and building up to a talent <laughs> yes. show. And then you see the talent, you see the auditions for that talent show. And something I've never understood is when they go, these are my boys. Well, these are my boys. I don't understand what that means. I've yeah. never understood what that meant. Okay, because like, I didn't either. <laughs> what like I, the best I guess I is they're in their homeroom or something. But like, there's like really? pride in like the kids that are on stage as their own, and I do not understand that. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. Yeah. Also, there's like just yeah. a factual quibble is like the talent contest at the end. They announce winners to the talent contest. Right. I didn't know and that it was a talent. Show. They say, "Here's the king and queen of the right? of talent." Of, and it's like, like, is it prom or is it talent or is it a pageant? What is it? It's the king and queen, and then they're like, "It's the king and queen of the luau." The the talent, the most talented people are now king and queen of the luau. You're like luau, okay? No, you didn't mention the luau before, did you? <laughs> and then the luau is a Weyberger production. Then the talent show, talent they have does a not pool. Have- yeah. And everyone's so on board. Everyone's so on board. Like sports means mean nothing at this school. Well, that's the talent yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> that I <Yeah>. like. <laughs> this is my kind of school, a school that's based around yeah. the talent the talent of a student. Well, isn't high school musical? Don't they have da- dancing football players in that? Am I is that wrong? It's, wait, in the which one in the talent in, show? In in no, in high school musical. I think it's like the oh. football guy. There's more, there's more like there's more acknowledgement that sports exists than in this movie, which is just like the only Tracking. things people care about are motorcycles, the talent show, getting good grades, won their essays. Yeah. 
I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Bowling. Yeah. I'm bowling. I'm bowl, of course. Bowling I mean, they have bowling. They've got run jogging. He jogs in it. There are some jogging sports in the way in the, in yeah. the way that people sometimes lightly run. Yeah. He's he's very fit, so he must be doing some sort of athletics. <laughs> Motorcycle racing, I guess, is a is a is a kind of sport. Is a, exactly yeah. jumping. They jump. Yeah. I Quite know the jump. Hey, bro, did you do the jump? That's wild. <laughs> it was funny seeing uh who was it? I'm going to say his name wrong because I do this all the time, but uh, Christopher McDonald. I wanted oh, to say yeah. Michael McDonald. I know that's the singer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was just funny <laughs> seeing him because he looks exactly the same, basically. Yeah. He, he like, has aged pretty well. Yeah. 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 But or he started off teen. poorly by looking like an, old, <laughs> an older man. <laughs> <laughs> that's also possible. It was like, well, he might have been 40 then, but I don't think so. But uh yeah, it's weird that like he he's like the second most famous person in that cast, right? Like at least uh, for like modern day. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's well, aside from like, of course, Sid Caesar and yes, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, all, all the kids are talking about Sid Caesar. <laughs> but yeah, really, yeah. If you if you thought about yeah, if you showed the movie to a modern audience, they'd be like, oh, there's Michelle Pfeiffer, there's Shooter McGavin. Yeah, that would be and it. then some That's it. Broadway guys. Yeah, there's one of the women in it uh, is Judy Garland's daughter. Laura, yes, Lorna, Lorna Loved. Loved. Yeah, Lorna Loved. Yeah, and then one of the other pink ladies is I think Patricia Birch's daughter. Yeah, oh. hmm. Hollywood guys. <laughs> yeah. I read about Lorna Loved that she had to lose weight for this part, and the way she did it is she only ate watermelon three times a day. And she lost what? 22 pounds. That was in the, the IMDb trivia. And I was what like, a, what a fact. What? Watermelon three times a day. Wow. That's, I guess one it whole watermelon three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, wow. that's, that's, that sounds like a summer to me. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine how, imagining just like, that's probably not even any like Judy Garland's life was so nuts yeah. what she did was like oh I took pills or whatever so relatively speaking watermelon three times a day was like a very You're mild <laughs> yeah it was like hey at least it's fruit not cocaine <laughs> like, yeah. Good job. yeah learn from her her mother's experience to mm -hmm. keep it wholesome yeah. watermelon watermelon that's the good stuff yeah but I, you got to think about lorna i did think about lorna left watching it that must just be a heck of a life your mother's judy garland your older sister is liza minnelli mm -hmm. who at this point was a huge success in her own right and an academy award winner and everything and it's like okay now your turn grease yep. too yeah go yeah because yeah. when was cabaret cabaret was like right around the same time or probably uh, 70s, like or it was 74, 75. Maybe uh, just become an architect or something. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, like, maybe, you know, not everybody has to go into the family business. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lorna, Lorna loves lofts. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my pitch. This is my pitch. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, like it. it's another movie. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, my, it's my real estate empire. Lorna loves lofts. <laughs> I love it. I buy a lot from her. Yeah, it would probably have a lot of style and pizzazz. Um, I want to play a audio clip here. 
of something. Ooh, yeah. Um, take a listen to this. This is Andrew Garfield uh, on some kind of Rotten Tomatoes interview show where he's discussing oh, his yes. favorite films. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know this. Get I'm ready going... for it. This is controversial. <laughs> I love Grease 2. Whoa! <laughs> I know it's weird. Cool writer. Mm-hmm, cool We're going to score tonight. Mm-hmm. The bowling song. It shouldn't, uh, you know, and let's do it for our country, which is kind of a really problematic song mm. at this point. <laughs> but that actor, I forget his name, um, an amazing musical theater actor. I totally forget, I'm blanking on his name, but I'm obsessed with him who plays Demucci. Um, anyway, it's, I, and Michelle Pfeiffer, just on top of a ladder, mm. pretending she's on the back of a motor. <laughs> it's all, it's all good. It's all wonderful. Wow. Your feelings about... But see, so much shame. He's just like, I shouldn't be saying this, but this is, I like this movie. His, uh, that full list, he, uh, his favorite musicals, they said, what are your favorite musicals? His number one was Bugsy Malone, which is the oh, wow. uh, Alan Parker one with children. Singing in the Rain was number two. Grease 2 is number three. <laughs> yeah. Number four is In the Heights. And he was, I think, just about to work with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So that to me seems like a suck wow. up. Yeah. Choice. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. number five is the bandwagon. So I really think Grease 2 is his favorite. If you really think about mm-hmm. it in his head, he's probably like, well, I got to put this one. I got to put that one. But really, <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I've got Singing in the Rain. That's up there in my in my top as well. Um, but right. for him to have Grease 2 in there is a now. Uh, I mean, I've always I like him very much. But now I really like him. Andrew Garfield, big yeah. fan now. I think it's funny, too, that musicals don't usually have sequels. Um, it just isn't very yeah. common. You know, this is a this is a controversial statement, I'll say, too. But I, I have never thought of this as a sequel. This is not it has it is, I guess, like like when people feel the need to compare the two, because, of course, it's Grease one and Grease two. Like they're very different movies, mm-hmm. yeah. very similar. And of course, I get it. But like they're not the the if uh Frenchie's the only carryover like it's you know well it's the same high school movies the high school is very important and she kind of she sort of disappears like halfway through the movie and yeah enough she's in the enough to say like i was in beauty school and then i dropped out and now i'm back and making she wants (laughs) to make chemicals getting my chemistry whatever that means she's back in high school getting her chemistry and we go okay okay you got to do a lot of accepting in this movie yeah okay yeah I, i could go back to high school and get my chemistry yeah, um, I agree with that that it doesn't that it's this it does feel disconnected enough from the 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 original film to where even though I did watch both films I don't think you need to watch both films really yeah, yeah. appreciate this. I'm glad you did watch both I think that's cool to to have be able to like compare and see the like even note the choreography between the two I, I like that I also think that they that they are stylistically even though they're like I don't know four years apart five years apart they do Greece is sort of a look at the 50s reprocessed through the 70s and this movie is even though it's only a few years later it does feel like a different style of music in a way it's like 82 mm-hmm. is very different than 77 well, yeah. it, it feels like it, it is truly an 80s movie like yeah. they they're not even pretending really that they're I think maybe there was an effort to sort of dress them like they were in the 50s more than in this where michelle pfeiffer is just she's just dressed like her hair I mean, everything she's is just like, like a lunatic 
in this. <laughs> the way that where when she changes her outfit, she's when she's like puts on that like beige midi skirt. I, I don't mm-hmm. like it's such a weird her the choices, and I kind of like that too, where it's like she's Lorna Luft is there for like the sex appeal or whatever, and like Michelle Pfeiffer is just like doing whatever the fuck she wants to be doing yes. and it's awesome yeah. but she looks like she's dressed basically the same as she is in scarface and it's like yeah. that's fine that's fine <laughs> i accept that yeah. michelle pfeiffer really does it does yeah. it did bring up just my i my thoughts about michelle pfeiffer which is like what a what a phenomenal movie person michelle pfeiffer mm-hmm. is like you can debate, is she the actress on the level of a Meryl Streep or this or that, or is she whatever? But like, A, she looks good in every frame of every movie she's in. She looks yes. like she should be in a movie. And she is kind of eccentric. Like, watching this film, I, I you're like, oh yeah, this is the woman that would go on to be Catwoman. And uh... She's basically wearing the outfit in some of the scenes. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. a little mask. <laughs> Your leather, leather fetish, leather. <laughs> yes, yes. I just really want to watch more movies with leather in them. <laughs> I, I thought too that they kind of do highlight her as like she's she's supposed to be like the best the best of them in a certain way, and the the other girls do have more fifties looking outfits and hair, and yeah. then it's like oh yeah, but you're the cool one, so you look like you're from the eighties. Yeah, which is yeah. like they didn't do I think in the first one. It was more like everybody was dressed like the fifties. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one in so long. And I, I, I never feel compelled to go back and watch, but I'm sure I'll watch it with May at some point. But that well, one, the first one is like a little bit more of a, I don't know if I want to show it to her. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Because there's all some, the, it's such bad messaging. Yeah, when he's like pushing her over in the car, it's just like, okay, I don't, I don't like that. I think the song where he's like, hey, I'm going to try and get you to have sex with me for our country. It's still just talking. Yeah. Like he's not like there's no physical thing that like would register to a small child. It's like, yeah, yeah he's singing. I don't know what he's singing about. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and even think- like the changing, like he changes himself in Greece too. Like he, he changes to please her, but like mm-hmm. the way Olivia Newton John changes in Greece. Mm-hmm. And that's like, yay, everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We all it's won really tough. Yeah. because she was boring and now she's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the goal, really. It's like you go into high school reading books and you leave high school being sexy and wearing tight pants. I mean, I guess that is that is what cool. happened to me. Yes. That is what happened. <laughs> Wait a minute. That is my high school experience. <laughs> that was, that was my- <laughs> you were like, let me throw out these books. Me. <laughs> um, something we haven't talked about yet that I have we have to talk about is that Maxwell Caulfield cannot sing. And it's Uh-oh, very yeah. funny that he can't sing and they give mm-hmm. him the worst songs mm-hmm. and it's, it's very bad. He does like a, like a, my fair lady, uh, Rex Harrison kind of singing, which is like, I can't sing at all, but I'm talking with a little bit of a lilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, That's not singing. great. Yeah. <laughs> That's singing, right? That's a, our, what a, one of the movie, another movie that May loves is a Muppet Christmas Carol mm-hmm. and um, Michael Caine in it is, is he's so good. Yeah. And then when he finally sings in the last song and you go, oh, fuck. oh Michael <laughs> no. Caine can't yeah. sing. And it's <laughs> why did they give him a song? 
Yeah. It's like, right. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. Are you? Oh, yeah. It is, you know what? That one was then... too scary. That was too scary. So we skipped that one. Yeah. Oh, but you, you didn't look at Muppet. We didn't make it show. to the end. We went, we watched the beginning. Yeah. So we yeah. missed out on the singing. That's a movie that I don't, I didn't grow up with or anything. And I, I put it on recently and was like, wow, Michael Caine is really committed. It's one of the best Scrooges. <laughs> yes. He's like talking to a Muppet and you're like, wow, I, he's like really crying and really he's playing that role as serious as anything. And then, yeah, when he sings, you're like, oh, I don't forget what the number is, but uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's uh, it's worth looking up and just li- listening to that one song because the second he opens his mouth, it is very startling. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the greats. Oh, not at this. <laughs> yeah. Should not be singing. You do have to wonder what is the reasoning of putting a, a, a Max Caulfield in this mm-hmm. part, like not putting like a Holden Caulfield or something in there. Just yeah. saying like a, a, like a Holden, someone great like Holden who's, <laughs> who recognizes phonies properly. Um, <laughs> so many phonies. <laughs> uh, but just okay not to say i mean i know it's a different movie but like just to say greek to use greece one as your model which it is which it is yeah it it is Mm -hmm. and john travolta who can dance Mm -hmm. and can sing and can do everything and Mm -hmm. you're you're like wouldn't you just make your star search broaden your star search a little (laughs) right to to any anyone (laughs) who can do those things (laughs) truly for both of them because michelle pfeiffer is like she's fine but it's not i mean and i adore her songs in it and all of that but like i i fast forward through the maxwell caulfield song yeah and yeah, I mean, or whatever even like. michelle there's a reason why michelle pfeiffer is not like it, there's a reason she's not our number one musical comedy star yeah like, yeah, yeah and when she when she did perform again in hairspray it was with john travolta uh, that's right not with maxwell oh, caulfield so yeah 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 what you were saying earlier about like he was sort of bitter that this film sunk his career and it catapulted Michelle Pfeiffer. It's like, well, there's a reason for that. Like that has to do with just your, you got the platform, you got the showcase and, you know, some people excel under that pressure of that challenge. And some people don't, that's life. Yeah, but he is very good looking. I think that's what distracted them. They were like, but he's got a beautiful accent and he's so good looking and he looks great riding a motorcycle. We'll just, worry about that other stuff later yeah <laughs> fix it in post <laughs> yeah we'll fix all that because we can, we you know we don't have technology to make him look different so we'll just try but I, I feel like there may have been a little someone was distracted by how he looks I think that's yeah. my theory yeah They're like look at him next to Michelle Pfeiffer oh my god they're so hot <laughs> and they are it's a good looking couple I'm it really is good, and they they have like okay chemistry I think yeah. I uh, disagree. <laughs> I have okay chemistry. I don't mean, I don't think that Greece, I'm not as knowledgeable as you, Ryan, about Greece one, but I didn't feel like they had, <laughs> I don't feel like they had like super great chemistry. Well, Michelle Fiverr, I think there. is a good, is, is, is so good that when Michelle Fiverr like looks at someone on screen, you're like, oh, she really likes that mm-hmm. person, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you sort of believe it in, in her eyes, you know? Maybe it's his stunt double that she has the chemistry yeah. with. Because uh, when he's the cool writer, then like that's where the chemistry's off the charts. But when it's just yes. him as him, I'm like, well, she yeah, she's really just thinking about the motorcycle. She has a crush on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like chemistry. Here it is. Yes. <laughs> that something was being dangled off camera to make her uh, respond because she she's into it. 
I mean, I, I, I actually really like that sequence. And I like that weird sequence where it's like they're in heaven and everything's painted white. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what wins him the king of the talent show (laughs) is her fantasy. Right. Wins him. They can see the king of the him in her. No, wait, Johnny wins. I forget. No, Johnny wins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so, I I feel so stupid. Johnny wins for the number. Johnny wins king. Right. But then she's, then she's mad. She's like, yuck. I don't want to be sitting on this, this pool barge with you. Yeah. Prowlin is an interesting number. Luau. Oh, oh, the loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So elaborate. It's so and then elaborate. Yeah. I, I missed who the crazy guy who walks into the pool. I, I think I, I lost the thread on that one. That's, um, that's Mr. Spears. That's the one who, um, Tab Hunter comes in to replace. Uh huh. Oh, so okay. He's yes. the teacher yes. that like goes on leave and then the, he comes back and then drinks a bottle of pills and then falls. In, oh no, he drinks. He has the bottle of pills in the beginning. Right. And then he's back and then walks into the pool because he should not, he's not fit to be a teacher. <laughs> he's just, just not. not. None of these people really <laughs> seem fit to be teachers. <laughs> no. They all seem to be mostly horrified by the students <laughs> and intimidated by them very easily. Yeah. It's like, stop letting your students stand up and dance and sing all the time. <laughs> Make them sit down. <laughs> and sit down and learn. Learn. <laughs> learn. I like the old timey uh, and the reproduction song where he's holding a white rabbit. Oh yeah. I vaguely know that people used to do something with rabbits to find out if they were pregnant, but God, that's so sick. Yeah. What what is white? I I do know what, Oh, the rabbit test. What is the rabbit? Is it it really gross? It's like they would take rabbit blood. It was like some sort of reaction. If you were pregnant, you would know because of a, like there was a rabbit involved, like I think it was rabbit blood. And then oh. and then it was like that was the old time version of a pregnancy test. You slaughter a rabbit. <laughs> you sacrifice it to the gods. You ask the Aztecs, <laughs> am I pregnant? <laughs> no, it's something, I don't think they killed the rabbit. I think you did. It was some some sort of reaction. So that's why he's holding a rabbit. And I always thought it was because it was like how rabbits have so many babies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that makes I'm sense. sure that's part of it, too. But. Yeah, that was like a, it was, it, it was, I mean, I can Google it right now, but I was like, oh, I sort of remember this being in, there's some other song that involves a rabbit. Um, and do you and, ever think that yeah. uh, once we drop off our kids at preschool, that's what happens in the classroom? That they're all singing and dancing? They yeah. jump up on the tables and they're singing and dancing. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> don't listen, don't listen, teach, teach doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> teach <laughs> yeah i think this is the teachers and the students are all doing grease too yeah they're just all singing and, dancing. <laughs> and then we pick them up and they're like hello hello parents uh we're very serious responsible yeah. people here's who wasn't in school today and that's uh-huh. it. yeah that's it that's it these are all the these are all the things we have on this show i don't know if you know the um mpaa rating that i mm-hmm. came up with which is mama panic attack assessment so certain movies like The Lost Daughter or um, I don't know movies. That's it. That's the whole list. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't done we haven't done that many. We haven't done very many. Yet. Yeah, because yeah. I just go no 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 no. I'm not watching yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But I think there it like in that one it's like oh yeah there's the potential for a missing child and there's just a lot of general tension so that's an R rating. Yeah, and then something like The Matrix. 
I said was a G because there's just no, it doesn't really even touch on anything that would freak you out unless you're yeah. Keanu Reeves' mom or something. Um, <laughs> I was oh, just, my baby. My baby. My baby's in the Matrix again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but I think this one, again, it's like, I don't, I, I, I don't feel like no, nothing in this was making me go, oh, no. Except, you know, like, I guess like, girls being pressured to have sex or things I don't love but the way that it was treated was like in a way that was not didn't make me feel icked out yeah Um, so because the girls take a stand like it's not they're not they're not just blobs like they're actually there and speak for themselves and push back and the whole movie is about going like I don't belong to you I'm my own person and even though she ends up with a guy in the end but she's still like no, yeah, but she picks I, him. She picks yeah. him instead of like the guys she's supposed to be dating. Yeah. She's turning down all the old beliefs. And so, uh, you know, I think it's a, a good role model, a good, uh, a good, I, I would give it an, I was about to say an A plus, which is perfect <laughs> for the MPAA ratings. Well, that's what you would get on the, on your Shakespeare uh, the essay or whatever. <laughs> yes, that's right. He was so good at writing essays. Yeah. <laughs> was so good at writing essays that's and the his, main yeah. bomb takeaway i was like shelter. that might be why you're not a star is that the my main takeaway is wow he's so good at writing essays yeah yeah there's a difference between a movie where like <laughs> i don't know it's like just because you show a scene where a girl gets pressured doesn't necessarily mean the the movie like endorses that i guess well i think it depends on i think in greece in greece it does it's it i think it uh, normalizes it maybe it's just like well that's how it goes girls never want to and guys always want to and then you gotta kind of get them to do it and I think in this one it's more like I mean they both want to and you can say no when you want to it doesn't I think that sort of like blanket idea of girls 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 you gotta just like you gotta lure them into it because they don't like it Mm -hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer clearly would like to see a man naked yeah She's not. Yeah. She starts out the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that sounds kind of unsanitary. But <laughs> yeah. For the next person riding a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> not, it's, a, it's like in the gym. Her. You wipe it down. Just wipe yeah, it down. Yeah, wipe it down. Me. Wipe it down. It's all good. It's all good. It's a little sweaty. Leather against leather. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But then I think the other thing that we are doing is rating the movie on a one to four rating. Uh, involving something in the movie what's a rabbit luau a luau rating <laughs> oh i think that's, i think that's probably the luau, i think that's probably it is uh because luau, like bring we're gonna bring in a luau last minute yeah, yeah. much like the film does <laughs> they're just like you know what you know what the show wasn't enough we need a luau yeah. how many how many lays how many tiki torches <laughs> how many how many very small but surprisingly large pools. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would probably give it out of four luau's. <laughs> I would probably rate it three luau's. I think it's a. I think it's a, a solid luau's. Solid yeah. Th- luau's. Yeah. That's a, yeah. A yeah. Solid. A solid number of luau's from me. It made me. Honestly, my main reaction is it made me want a cigarette when I watch mm. a movie like this. It just makes me want to. Uh, yeah, 
it made me realize that I think my high school experience would have been bearable if I'd started smoking earlier. I started smoking when I was about 20, 20 years old, and I should have started at about 14. That's, yeah. that's the message. That's my message to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Start early. Yeah. Start early. Finish Figure early. Who your true friends yeah. are. Yeah. I also didn't drink. I didn't drink early enough. I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I didn't start drinking until I was about 20. Too. And and when I see kids taking like little nips of of alcohol in a in a movie, I'm like, oh, that's how you that's how you get through yeah. high school. So you don't you don't then start drinking heavily at 22. Is that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have friends that like didn't didn't drink, didn't smoke pot, didn't do anything until college, and then went insane with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially yeah. smoking weed and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah. I I yep. did I didn't have any of those experiences, but I when I was in college, I remember just like one of my classmates would regularly fall asleep on the lawn outside of his apartment. And I was like, this feels like something you might want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> like he had a five foot long bong, and he would fall asleep clutching this bong outside of his apartment. On the little, yeah. I know his lovey. That's what he would take to preschool. That's his lovey. <laughs> That's so horrifying. He probably did have a lovey at one point. Speaking anyway. of hard. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of hard partying, do you know who, what well known person mm. saw the movie Grease 2 mm-hmm. on the date of June 16th, 1982? Mm. I'll give you another hint. Let me set the scene. The president? It's the week after Beach Week. Oh, it was what? exactly one week yeah. after his Oh, it was on the birthday. calendar, right? It was on the calendar. I feel like I remember this. This is all documented. <laughs> well, Mon- Monday the 14th, he did He did wait. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Oh. Ryan. <laughs> he was feeling strong from the weights. Wait, and now then, he's a Supreme Court justice? And now he's our Supreme Court justice, <sighs> uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Supreme I can't Court remember Justice. his name at all. Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, on the Maybe evening we're... of the 16th, he saw he had a game. Oh he um, I assume this is a basketball game. It says they lost zero to one. So it was a low score, but it, he still he was sort of in a bad mood. So that night he went, he, he and Suzanne okay. went to see Greece. Oh, too. oh my God. Um, what about you forgot about dad's birthday? Dad's birthday was the week before. He picked up pictures the next night, and then this was a big movie-going summer for Justice Kavanaugh because he saw the Roman numeral. Yeah, saw Rocky Mm Three. See, Rocky Three was a Squee and PJ thing. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. And then it was so bad. Grease Two was more of a Suzanne event, and then and then he went to. uh, Well, it's clearly a date. Yeah, that's. I bet he thought it was going to be like the original, and then he was going to like trick her into scoring. Exactly. Yeah. All that, and then he still probably. I hate him. I hate him. It's okay. It's okay. We still have Andrew Garfield. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But. This is a huge <laughs> movie going summer for for Justice Kevin. It's not on that one. I think it's c- cut off on that one. But he also saw Poltergeist with Squee and Mark, I think, a week <laughs> later. So Ryan, I this like is your other podcast is reviewing movies that Brett Kavanaugh saw. <laughs> I like the fact that there's a cinephile on the court. And that's well, there's actually a something file. Yes. What, a, what a huge assumption that Sotomayor is not a cinephile. <laughs> I, know. I know she probably yeah. is. Well, I know Clarence she's, Thomas. she's on on she's on Sesame Street a lot. So, yeah, 
Show she's Illy. Illy, yeah. She's oh, really wow. reading those cue cards. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. reading those with Abby, right? Yeah, Abby could Abby learning a lot. I should start a Sesame Street podcast. Oh my God. I think I have enough. I think I have enough of it in my head. <laughs> it would be pretty cool to see a Muppets version of, of Greece. There's probably is some kind of like Muppets or Puppets. Mm. Uh, Sesame Street, like, you know, because they reference a lot of things. We do high school musical. Yeah. Although they don't really have legs. So the the dancing is tough. They <laughs> they have that like little wiggly leg thing. <laughs> <laughs> which i love oh my god i love when kermit you can see his legs he does that he's the only one though when you see a, like elmo's legs it's it's weird yeah but cookie monster's like it's weird yeah cookie monster really shouldn't have legs yeah. at all That's... yeah kermit on that bike is not i find unsettling i've never <gasps> loved it i think it. that's a miracle like when all the muppets are on those bikes it's just like how are they doing this this is it's so fair. complicated <laughs> just so complicated like but it could I, be both it could be unsettling and complicated that's true that's true yeah i i think i think it is unsettling because then you start to think well are they real <laughs> like is there is there really a pig that's in love with a frog this is so disturbing yeah She's it does very abusive wait is all of this real <laughs> Is that what happened to you, Ryan? Just, no, I think I real? think it's true. The full body <laughs> version of it takes it out of because it's almost like sock puppets or something. And then the, seeing a full body puppet brings it into the realm of like anthropomorphically how do a pig and a frog date? And mm-hmm. yeah, it does make it a little bit more real. I don't know. I'm not really watching a lot of Muppet content. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm well, you're I'm, missing out. You're missing out yeah. big time. I mean, if I wanted to find the next Lin Manuel Miranda, I guess I probably should. Uh, well, you could definitely find the next uh, Jimmy Fallon because he's also on there constantly. Are these new? Um, are you talking about new Muppets? No, or? these are old Muppets. Uh, okay. I started 10 years Jimmy ago, Fallon? 12 years ago. Yeah, he's on like 12 years ago is is where oh, we're still like, watching. It's as like, the, the, like celebrity. the guest of the day. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not not like a character or anything. Yeah. He just we appears do a lot on. of back and forth with it. We, we watch the early ones. We watch. It depends on the amount of time we have and what Alex and I are feel like how handle. how much you can tolerate. yeah because yeah. <laughs> there is elmo the musical ones i don't mm-hmm. mind elmo the musical but i can't stand abby's flying fairy school so it's like uh, oh my god that one is so awful looking like, that's like the that to me is like the norm of what normal cartoons are the kids are watching and it it's painful mm-hmm. have you guys tried to um introduce things that are cool that you're like there's stuff that's sort of cool that we we like and we would mind we sort of want to watch or wouldn't mind watching a thousand times but that's just like no <laughs> i i think that's kind of our our base is that like anything that we show her for the most part is something that like we don't we truly don't mind watching with her yeah. and that'll disappear we do that uh, with music too like again like that's that's kind of the goal is like we know she likes the go-go's so we're going to put on the go-go's because we can all enjoy the go-go's mm-hmm. um, right, yeah. in, mm-hmm. instead of like songs about pizza and like apples and bananas know. yeah <laughs> uh, although like stuff classics i think what we do is a lot of like stuff that we watched as kids that we know we enjoyed like mm-hmm. i love showing may the care bears movie because that's like such a special one for me and mm-hmm. so that's one like it's not a good movie, but I can, I love watching it because it has the nostalgia for me. And maybe that's what she's like. I'm when in thinking about this stuff and like saying this stuff, I'm like, oh, this is what my mom did, but just with mm-hmm. very limited 
we have so much, we have so many more movies to offer now. But I think yeah. that like Nightmare Before Christmas, like we showed her because we're like, we love this movie. So let's see if she likes it. And then, yeah. Sure enough. Sure enough. She she can't help herself. It's great because I think that movie is a great entry point into all of those other movies that are kind of similar, but they're like, I was looking at Beetlejuice and I was like, this is too scary now, but yeah. oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be yeah. so good when you can watch this because it's so oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It's so like, good and fun. We've we showed May Totoro and mm-hmm. she really liked it. So like those were like trying to get some mm-hmm. of those movies in there. It, it, it kind of has to be animated right now. I think I'm trying yeah. to think if there's any like live action, not big on live action stuff. Yeah. It's funny. My friend has a kid who is terrified of animation and I've never heard of that before. Oh, weird. That, that they just can't, ha- they just run out of the room. It has to be live action. Really? That's yeah. I mean, good for the parents, I guess. Yeah. They're like, okay, know. we'll watch nature shows. We'll watch movies that don't. But I was, I, I was unaware that that was even, like, I guess that the distinction was was so clear to a kid that they could be like, nope, no animation. Wow, that that's interesting. I'm surprised that's not more common. I feel like that would be a maybe for a kid, there would be something unsettling about being in like a completely painted animated world. And yeah, like like all animation is uncanny valley to them, maybe. I don't know what it is. It's just like, nope, I hate this. Weird. <laughs> yeah. It is a weird psychological process. Just knowing kids now, I I got you I kind of start back from the beginning of like there's the world I live in, and then occasionally a screen goes on and there's something on that screen. And the thing I like looking at most on the screen is the brightest color. That must be yeah. where <laughs> yeah, or really anything if it's on. Just because like, yeah you can put something whatever like, it is for a really little kid you can put any image on the screen and they'll be like oh that's crazy i like, think i feel like that's still true if i had on really any anything that she would be like i'll look at this for a while it is fun to see what they gravitate towards like may has really really gotten into looney tunes mm-hmm. we showed Those it to her and she was like i'm very on board for looney tunes and then <laughs> yeah. there's other ones where we're like are you sure you don't want to watch this thing? And she's like, no, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay, parents. I yeah, know you're trying. Like, they're there. <laughs> it's okay. Looney Tunes are, uh, those are some of my favorite. Does she have a favorite uh, uh, character in Looney Tunes? I feel like she likes Porky Pig a lot right now. Mm-hmm. And she gets really excited when Tweety Bird comes on. It's still like whatever's the cutest, I think. Yeah. Like, oh, Marvin Martian. She was like, some Marvin oh my Martian God. Shows up. I loved Marvin. Yeah. I don't want to out myself as a grown man that sits and watches cartoons alone in his uh, apartment, yeah. but I will watch a Wiley e. Coyote. I find those endlessly interesting and, and mm-hmm. just beautifully, like beautifully made and timed. And they're just some of the yeah, greatest like, uh, shorts like, ever. Yeah. They also, ha- I think, are cool if you know old westerns because they have it's sort of like putting this cartoon in the the monument valley setting yeah it's, yeah. it's kind of cool just how they draw that and very striking yeah they're incredible movies <laughs> yeah they're incredible cinema they're, really? these you know I mean, they are <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess there's a new looney tunes which i looked at a little bit and i was like you know what we have thousands of hours of the original Looney Tunes. We don't need to watch those. Exactly. Truly. Yeah. You don't have to go. You don't have to. <laughs> but I think if there is an opening there, people are going to take it. Yeah. Like with the new Animaniacs, new Tiny Tunes, yeah. new Looney Tunes. 
Like, yeah. but they're all pretty good. Like May loves, um, she really loves the new DuckTales mm. and it's, it's better. Uh, a lot of them too, like with the new Animaniacs, I, I can't say that the new Animaniacs is better, but like, there's a lot less Hello Nurse in, uh-huh. in the new Animaniacs. Yeah. And like in, in the new DuckTales, there's like a really strong female character that's a kid, you know, Webby is a one like basically one of the there's the three brothers and then webby but like in the old one it was just like all boys all you know Mm -hmm, and so yeah Yeah. may has like characters that she can connect with and like she's still cute and wears a little pink bow which may loves but also like she wants to be webby and fight and all all the things too it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy when when i was a kid i wanted to grow up and be an animal Mm-hmm. And I've, I think they're still at that age where it's like, oh, maybe this cart, maybe I could grow up and be a cartoon or be a, be my favorite. Like I could be a shark. What do you mean? I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some of those like that. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. <laughs> Such little lunatics. Uh, well, did we all, did we all give our ratings of how many luau's? I think Ryan did. I don't think we all did. I'm still not exactly clear on what this means, but I'm, you <laughs> well, know, I'm going like, to give it, if four is the best, I'm going to give it four. Lua. Yeah. So yes. it's just like, instead of doing stars, just do like name uh, it. Uh, something yes. that's yeah. in okay. The movie. Got it. Yeah. So just, yeah. just, just to add a little spice. Cause we can't, yeah. we, I mean, stars, everyone does that. Yeah. No, four luau's feels, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Four, four, four and a half. Four, and I'm, five and I'm luau's? impressed that Ryan, that you gave it three, right? Mm-hmm. I give it a three. I give I'm it. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I I think I also gave it a three. I think I I got a little lost in parts where I I really did find Maxwell Caulfield to be so boring sometimes that I I got distracted by other things like folding laundry, but yeah. then I found her so compelling that I was like, oh, this is really cool to see somebody becoming a star in a movie. And there aren't a lot of movies like that, but this is definitely yeah. one where it's like, oh, there's like, if I went to see this movie in a theater right now, I'd be like, oh, that girl's going to be in a lot of movies. Yeah, it's yeah. A that, was, yeah. that was cool. And the songs, I liked them. I liked them. And I liked that it wasn't so much about like being pushy. Yeah. <laughs> and which really kept me from watching it all this time. I was like, oh, is it like Grease? Because I don't like that. Yeah. That's super pushy. No, the hair you just you just ask a woman if she wants to go eat a hamburger and then you go eat the hamburger. Yeah. And then you wear a lot of leather and pretend to be a different guy. Oh, so good. I do find it like the amount like a, an acceptable pitch to a woman used to be like, Do you want to go eat a, eat a hamburger? Like I think that still is. I think you can do that. Asking but somebody out for I've, a meal. Yeah. But that, like I mean, someone would be like, Wow, you were asking me out to eat food i feel like specifically a hamburger (laughs) yeah i don't know i think of hamburger as like something i like do you want to eat a hamburger i say to myself in shame (laughs) or going to a drive-thru i would never say to a pretty woman like hey would you like to go eat a hamburger with me maybe that helps figure out exactly who this person is immediately like are they i feel like it's like the improv exercise are they driving a an electric car or are they driving a hummer 
Like yes. by knowing what car they're driving, you know yeah. exactly the type of person they are in this improv scene. So if they, if you ask somebody out, a woman out for a hamburger, if she wholeheartedly is like, <laughs> yeah, I love hamburgers. You, you can put her in a category yeah. or versus like, oh, it, you know what? I only eat red meat once a month. So mm-hmm. if it happens on this day, then you put her here or like, oh, I'm vegan. So vegan, bur-, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you can break it yeah. down pretty nicely there. The response could be, it could range from anything from wildly offended to uh like, <laughs> like why would offended? somebody like, offend now i understand who you are <laughs> i'm well, offended you i know what you mean me. i know what well, you mean i mean i think there's i think there's a certain i mean like let's say you ask a vegetarian do you want to go eat a hammer they 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 may say well no i don't eat meat but maybe something else that like there's there's a right. there's a reasonable yeah. way to answer that and then there's like a yeah how dare you ask me to go eat a hamburger yeah. response can't you envision that response yeah well, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, that's, then you're dating the wrong women. It, that's your like. <laughs> yeah. But if you're like, you're the dentist and you're asking her this, like, yeah. Bruce, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're Danny Zuko. You're like, <laughs> the you're going to eat a hamburger. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, well, 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 I can't say no. So I guess it's a date. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend don't ask women in weird situations if they want to eat a ham- like don't walk to a woman in the dark and say do you want to eat a hamburger yeah. <laughs> you might get <laughs> you might get you might get some negative responses I, I just wanted to mention I, I completely forgot to mention this movie not unrelated to the hamburger thing has like a nose job sort of uh, runner in it this idea of like is she going to get a nose job she does get a nose job or she doesn't or it's unclear because they didn't bother with prosthetics. So like, it's very unclear, I think. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they say she does, she does, but then she goes, I, I broke my neck. Like she says she broke it. It's, we don't know. Maybe she had an a deviated septum. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I, f- I find the suggestion of a high school kid getting a nose job in the, in what is ostensibly the early sixties to be odd. Yeah. But maybe not for the early eighties to make, to to imply that well i guess nose jobs are are really old but yeah it would have to be kind of a wealthier high school for them to even be aware that that was something you could do Hmm. i've never thought about that i like talking to people who've never seen the movie before because then it's uh yeah i've never thought about that in that way before it seemed to me like a like a hollywood idea yeah Uh, yeah that snuck into i wonder if she did break her nose or something I wonder if there really was a thing and they were like, how do we work this into this? Honestly, it might, it might be in this like movie. It, might, yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was like she broke her nose and that's the, that's like why. Like a, a Luke Skywalker situation where like, we gotta make, we gotta explain why his face looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think they do. Uh, there are all these stories about like um, Marilyn Monroe had a had a nose job and like Rita Hayworth had her hairline changed and so plastic That's surgery crazy. was like oh is old yeah but you don't think of it as being like old Hollywood stars were getting plat- what oh and also like scary I'm sure terrifying yeah. like in night in the 1950s like have some doctor be like all right we're taking a hammer to your face <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's pull see. your whole face back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, face off. Fully face off. Face off. You know what would have been good? John Travolta. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Is like uh, Nicolas Cage would have been an amazing 
uh, guy in this because it would have been like a like a crazy insane 80s version of of John Travolta yeah like what would this movie be like if it was someone more like that that'd be crazy oh yeah probably yeah. a hit like if it was if it was Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage this movie would be insane well that's a, maybe they can do some kind of a, uh, there, there's no way they're gonna they, oh they like have, a like a face edit they would they have to Irish them <laughs> oh yeah a deep fake a deep fake yeah but then they'd have to do his just legs. to satisfy us it's <laughs> like his dancing skill and then also his singing can Nicolas Cage sing I don't even know probably yeah yeah can he I don't know he sings he does do numbers like in a very Elvisy tone and while oh, I, I, yeah, I just right. I just looked at wild heart so I remember no yeah. this is on the top of my head but yeah he can he can do a little singing a little, yeah. a little dancing yeah we're, I don't think we're that far off from full deep fake movies. Like people just saying like, I want to see requ- you can request your own recasting of a film. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I just saw a commercial. I'm going to sound so old. I just saw a commercial for something cable that had Jim Carrey's cable guy in it. Yeah. Where he looks like Jim Carrey, like he looks like it then. And I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it is. Cause I didn't, bother to look into it at all but it it like i don't i don't know but they're i think it was i think he did a super bowl ad and they kind of Mm. smoothed him out a little bit i think they i think they might have done a little bit of Uh, yes the super bowl that makes sense that that was a super bowl ad i probably saw that when i was watching like (laughs) gray's anatomy Uh, your super yeah. bowl but i think yeah. they did a little uh, exactly they did a, i know that's how i watch because i don't watch super bowl anymore really and i and so i'll i'll see the commercial like five days later on tv and they'll be like yeah. oh yeah i guess that's yeah. a super bowl. well and i hear i saw, about, I saw an advertisement yeah. yes <laughs> and i just and i also hear like over the next few months after the super bowl people that i know who were supposed to be in a super bowl commercial but then they got cut out or the sh- yeah. or the sh- thing was ca- like that's always a topic <laughs> right yeah. after the super bowl. Oh, oh yeah. yeah i was almost in- oh i'm so sorry <laughs> you're the Did one you- this year also i mean my understanding now is that being in a super bowl commercial is not what it used to be i mean it used to be like if you saw a friend in a super bowl commercial you'd be like wow like hartzler like whoa he must be a yeah. man. that is the yeah. one we all think <laughs> yeah you want a house <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh, I guess you, I guess you made enough money for like that month or whatever. Like, I yeah. think the buyouts are all are crazy. But I don't all know. your aunts and uncles are impressed. That's yeah. that's money. Yeah. That's a different kind of money. <laughs> oh, I still get texts from my family going like, "I saw your friend with the red hair in a commercial." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool." <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, great. It affects us all. It's like, wow. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an, that's another funny thing. If I think about these these kinds of movies is like they're shot in the place that we live. And I never really consider that because I've always lived in Southern California. So that it's like, oh, yeah, this was shot in like Vernon or something. It's like I can drive there. But to everyone yeah. else in the whole world, it's like, wow, these movies, they have this special look to them like this place. And it's like, yeah, that's where I live. Yeah, and I'm. I'm just. I'm like. I don't even know how to see this movie from the perspective of someone who went to school in like Iowa or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Not to get off on a totally different topic, but you, you're uh, uh, Deborah. You're you're from Los Angeles. Yeah. So yeah. you have that kind of unique perspective of like you. Uh, I don't know if that makes watching movies, which many of which take place in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, a few. Uh, you have a different perspective on it than I don't know. I love it. Like. 
I, I love being able to look up any of the locations like and see mm-hmm. if it's something where oh my god that's just right here you know like anything mm-hmm. when I watched the shield I watched it like later, but I watched the shield and I was like, this is all silver. Like, this is all those people. Like I get very <laughs> yeah. excited about it. <laughs> yeah. And Alex and I used to do, um, I feel like you guys remember this. We used to do, um, I just told you what I think you remember. Uh, 24 uh-huh. hour movie marathons, obviously long before May existed, where it was the, the occasional 24 hour movie marathon. And we would pick a topic and then screen movies for 24 hours. And then anybody that wanted to come in and out um, and of our friends would come in and out of our watch movies whenever they wanted. We'd put the schedule up. And um, the first one we did was Los Angeles. That was mm-hmm. the theme. And so oh. like, and we were so excited to like, I think Alex is the same way. We both will, will love being able to figure out where things are. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think we, it's not like we run out to go look at those places, but I, I think it's very cool. I, I love that we can, did you city especially especially like movies from the 80s or like getting to see old LA is like very 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 cool yeah like oh what that's what that's what was on that corner or something have you ever been to any of these locations for for this movie for Christine Mm, uh, no because you know what I was just looking it up and they're all in like Norwalk or something yeah they're they're like they have to do a real trip for it and I I get I it doesn't matter you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, that's good. You know that I mean? works. It, it sounds so shitty, but it's like I would go there and I'd go like, yeah, cool, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it would mm-hmm. be cool if I think it's more fun when you're like, wait, is this the place that did it? Like, I wouldn't go deliberately out to those locations, but if like I, I was driving through and I saw it, yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty yeah, cool. yeah. I think I mean, all three of us are from Southern California, so there, oh, yeah, there's a crazy. just a. It's impossible not to see these movies from that perspective where. I mean, someday we'll have someone on who's from somewhere really far and they'll be like, wow. Maxwell Caulfield on and talk about <laughs> England. Yeah, it is. It yeah, is we could a- probably, we should call him. We should call him <laughs> and not show him this, but then also be like, you're very compelling. I meant to say you're very compelling. We're, we're, I'm sure you're very good in other things. Look, yeah. You're I very- saw you in an episode of Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. You were very good at the creek. You were very good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he went on to be in Dynasty or something. That's what I read on there. That so one of those soaps. Has he been on Grey's Anatomy yet? That's the question. <laughs> I don't That's think the real so. Question. I don't think so. I'll, I have to go back and look. It's a lot of seasons. A lot of seasons. But yeah, it's what like fifteen years. Um, more. It's on its like eighteenth season right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm not up to sp- I'm not even caught up yet. I'm slowly catching. Is there it's, anybody It's graduated from high school already? It's wild. Is anyone who was originally on it still on it or is it totally Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. As far as I know, I I'm, I'm I'm one season behind now. I'm but I'm pretty sure at least 3 of the original are still on. Hey. Is it is Ellen Pompeo still on it? Mhm. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's a, you know what I, you, I watched it originally and then was like, this is, this got too crazy. This is stupid. And I stopped watching it. And then I started watching it again last year while working out as like something to just kind of keep me going. And, um, and it's there, it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I mean, it's still soapy and stuff, but like, they've never, these are my, um, my weird standards of shows, but like, it, it has been on for 18 seasons. It has never used rape to move a plot forward. Really? That's an really? achievement. 
That's an achievement. Wow, that is amazing. There are, it's an incredibly diverse, very cool cast where they, they talk about diversity a lot. And they also don't talk about diversity a lot. Women are in power. They talk mm-hmm. about it. They don't talk about it. like it's it's like they get all the soapy stuff in and and that, but it's also like it's for for what it is for eighteen seasons. It's like very well written. It's very. I mean, it's I'm a fan. Yeah. Shonda how Brown. how many how many luau's do you give it? <laughs> oh, really, really good question. Now I get the rating system. <laughs> yeah. See, doesn't it make sense now when you think of it in Grey's Anatomy? It's perfect. Terms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 18 seasons is a lot. It's it's going to get like three, three luau's. Wow. Ooh, Two and a half, right. three luau's, maybe three, three. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are, I mean, every season isn't great. Actually, if you want, if you want a reason to watch Euphoria, you can see McSteamy on there. Oh, being oh, but kind of very a weird, part. very, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of real intense on there. Oh, oh very unsettling. I probably will watch it. Yeah. But it's to me pretty cartoony. I'd be curious to to hear what okay. you think about it. Yeah, I like him. He's very charismatic. Like uh, the actor, he's um, Eric he's, Dane. I like him a lot. Eric Dane. Eric on, uh, Dane. On Grace, he's like very fun. He plays. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a the other guy that she could be into or something. I I don't. I haven't seen. Kind him. of. It's too and it's too complicated. <laughs> he's actually her real dad. What? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. It would take a whole other episode of this podcast. To talk well, about we would. That. Love to yeah. have you back to talk about maybe some kind of Grey's Anatomy, Euphoria <laughs> yeah. uh, the movie, uh, the movie that they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Some please, uh, we would love to have you back anytime. This has been a phenomenal uh, and really enlightening discussion of Greece too. Far-reaching. far-reaching. Can there be? Can there answer. be any other type of conversation other than enlightening when you're talking about Greece too? No. Yeah. Okay, no. We talked about Brett Kavanaugh. We talked about 9-11. What else? What else could there be? We talked about Luau's a lot. We could probably sit and talk about this movie for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. You could talk about it forever. I mean, I could talk about it forever. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because of all the threads of when we were like, oh, this is a movie I watched in childhood. And then like, what mm-hmm. else? And then where else that takes us for childhood stuff or like. Yeah, I think that's part of what's interesting about the idea of talking about movies from the perspective of being a parent or just big shift, I guess. Like it's not particularly being a parent, but like something really big happens in your life and certain things that you were like, oh, I want to go see the like really intense dark drama. And then all of a sudden it's like, actually there's a pandemic and I have a small child. I think I want to watch a movie I've seen 400 times, you know? And I think that's kind of like, that's, that's something here that I could totally see how, end of a long day it's like whew, okay some grease too nobody's n- none of the things that are in my life are going to be like this is not a triggering film yeah <laughs> none of these it things is hard happen. to know i know you guys have talked about this before on the in previous episodes but like my palette has gotten it's different now for what mm-hmm. i can watch and what i what i'm what i when i think about what i want to watch it's different mm-hmm. and i'm Alex still pushes me, pushes is the wrong word, but like, you know, when we're thinking about like watching like Oscar, any of the Oscar contenders and stuff like that, like I'm way more open to watching movies because he's like, let's watch this movie. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds good versus what I would choose to watch, which is like Mm -hmm. movies that feel like cozy blankets versus Mm -hmm. like Power of the Dog or any of the other ones. And uh, I'm still like, it just doesn't, I'm not as excited to watch newer 
scary things or, or boring mm-hmm. things or whatever. But like once I yeah. watch them, I'm like, oh yeah, I forget. I really enjoyed this any uh, movies. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right. But there's something nice about knowing what's gonna happen because you know their life is unpredictable and confusing. Yeah. And, and knowing what's gonna happen in the end of it, I've gotten much more into just reading about the movie and being like, all right, I'll watch that. It's spoiled. Yeah. Like I do think the, spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Oscars are a particular kind of film that are because every year it's like, okay, what are what's up for the Oscars? I guess I'll see what that is. And for the last couple of years, this year is not an exception. It's like a challenge that you give yourself every year to go. Do I actually want to watch Power of the Dog or Nomadland is another one where you're just like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Yeah, because it is a praised movie but does that even matter anymore? (laughs) Yeah. So you get into an existential crisis. (laughs) But I think it's like, it's so hard to tell if it's pandemic parenting or age, because I do feel like this Mm -hmm. is like, Oh, I understand why people want to listen to the same music over and over again and not bring in any new music. Like we're so, it's such a comfortable zone, but then Mm -hmm. like, I know that's not exactly what you're saying, Ryan, but like, Oscar stuff but like it's very this age is very interesting to me and I can't tell I can't separate what is causing it yeah there are moments in your life where you feel like I gotta expand everything I gotta read everything and and see everything and really and broaden my horizons and then there are moments where you retract and go like I want this I want my playlist I want the song I want the stuff that I like Mm -hmm. it's it's easy it's easy and everything else feels so challenging so like why why make my brain listen accept something new when I can just I know I already like this thing yeah, and yeah. which is runs contradictory to the pandemic thing, which is like I feel like a lot of people in the pandemic were like, I'm gonna learn a lot of stuff in, in the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did they did they go? <laughs> I guess we'll find out when the pandemic is over. Yeah, yeah. They'll well, be hey, it's really been over. At... It's been over since April 2020 for me. I guys yeah. I, I stopped. <laughs> yeah, moved to Texas, took off your mask. <laughs> okay, well, we've kept you for long enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys are a dream. Uh, uh, Deborah Tarika, uh, you're a dream of a guest. Uh, you, uh, where can people find you if people want to follow you? If they're if they if they just want to yeah. follow what you got to say, they want to they want to hear your tweets. Yeah. They want to know what you're doing. Um, I'll give you my address. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so just come by, knock on the door. Uh, I'm at, uh, at Instant Deborah uh, on Twitter and. Yeah, I don't really. My Instagram's private. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> I don't so want strangers looking at my kids. Become friends with Deborah and <laughs> follow on Instagram. Yeah, and I will mention <laughs> yeah, instant Deborah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and your and your name. Well, it's like they'll see in the description. But you are. Oh yeah, D B O R H. You are you are D B O R H. H. And uh, I will also mention you uh, host, uh, you do host a podcast. This particular album is very, very important to me with uh, the great Joel Spence. Um, You guys have not done it for a while, but this is a great show. uh, Very funny. And you, uh, I'm going to give you a a challenge. Do a new episode. I want to. I know I need to. I need to speak with Joel. Uh, It kind of stopped because pandemic um and it's uh it's one that we've always felt like is better in person because it's such a deep it's like a deeply personal um thing but uh hopefully we can get it back and then the old episodes are evergreen we try and we we always joked about how like you cannot be topical 
on our podcast. Exactly. Don't acknowledge so what you're Please stop is. talking about the fires. All the fires are year round. And so you can, yeah, I guess, easy. talk about the fires. Um, yeah. But we wouldn't talk about the cold spell that's happening right now in mm, LA. Mm-hmm. We would never you just, talk about it. You'd just say it was a fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, it's a fire. That works. Well, thank you yeah, so much for coming on uh, and talking about thank a you movie that you love. Me. And uh, it was very fun to talk about. Great to get myself to watch it um, for a good reason. And now I totally will get every single reference <laughs> you make to it. <laughs> yeah. And all I do constantly is reference the movie. It's movies, just so. constantly tired. I'm like, it's a, calm down. All I think about, you'll see anytime <laughs> I climb a ladder and straddle a ladder you're like i get it now she's pretending it's a motors i get it (laughs) why are there so many ladders around this stop it all right well thank you so much and we'll see you you next time this is um uh yeah yeah this is mama needs a movie if you want to follow us it's mama pod on twitter and uh mama needs a movie pod on instagram that's that yeah give us a give us a, a dm thanks